Ho, ho, ho! Merry Chrysler, everybody! Slay. <laughs> I hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ding, a ding, a ding, doo. Come on, it's lovely weather for a sleigh ride together with you. <laughs> Hello, everybody! Welcome back to episode eight of Going Off Track. It's our Christmas episode. Is it already episode eight? Yeah, wow. how crazy is that? Very We've been doing crazy. it for a whole term of uni, near enough. The Christmas spirit in the studio today is high. The walls are bare, but we are bright <laughs> and merry. We are rosy-cheeked and raring to go. Hannah's wearing a little Christmas jumper. Best £7.99 I ever spent. The middle of little is so great. It's just so, like... You never know what you're going to find, but you know that you're going to come away with, like, the best thing you ever purchased. <laughs> I'm not taking this jumper off for the rest of the festive season, and I don't care. Ads did have a Christmas hat on, but alas. <laughs> the headphones got in the way. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> we had to, to prioritise. Um, we are so excited to be recording another episode for you today. This is going to be a Christmas-themed episode on a day which is... National Hot Chocolate Day. International Hot Chocolate Day. How fitting is that? Hannah, what is your favourite hot chocolate powder? Tell me. <gasps> Galaxy. Ooh. Ooh. Lovely. Yeah, I know. Pretty pretty exotic. Yeah. <laughs> What's your like, favourite? Um, definitely just Cadbury. Um, mm. Fun fact, I actually eat chocolate powder out of the box. Like, I'm just there and I will, like, spoon it into my mouth. It's so delicious. And then it, like, melts and goes gooey. But if you do too much, then it, like, splatters everywhere. I can imagine you, like, feral, like, like the chocolate powder, like, exploding from your mouth. Oh, it does. It's like I'm doing a magic trick and the smoke blows out of my mouth. appears in a puff of chocolate powder. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's so interesting. Do you squirt cream and marshmallows in while you do it as well? No, just the chocolate powder. And it makes it look like I have no teeth as well. It's great. <laughs> Are you a cream and marshmallows girl on your hot chocolate? Just cream. I'm not a fan of marshmallows. Same. Yeah. Maybe I could deal with baby marshmallows, mm. but the adult ones now, they're just too big and crunchy. Yeah, they're like, they get in the way of my drinking experience. Yeah, and then they just sink, like um, the Titanic. <laughs> Come back! Exactly like that. Come back! <laughs> There's not enough room on the wardrobe. Yeah, there isn't. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not a fan of marshmallows. Uh, so... Everyone drink hot chocolate today in honour of this very special day. Drink it. Drink it right now. Right now. now. Pour the pause, pause the episode, go make yourself hot chocolate and then come back. Yeah, okay. Paused. Good. Ready. Right, now we're back. Um, we are going <laughs> to get into life updates. So, Ads, it's actually been like a hot minute since just the two of us have spoken to you. Yeah. I, I didn't want to give any life updates with the guests on because it wasn't about me. No, it was not about us. We, did you struggle handing over the power? No, I didn't. No, I actually I loved actually it. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, I don't have to listen to my own voice for a while. I hope you guys also enjoyed the guest episodes. We had the best time with our guests in the studio. Oh my goodness, it was so good. And so did they as well. It ran much more smoothly than I thought it would. Yeah, it, it was, was so good. It was our first time, or obviously, it was our first time like interviewing people for the pod and we were like, oh my God, we're going to have to like pull all the puppet strings. But they were so good, they just kind of went and we were like, oh, okay, take it away, yeah, take exactly. the reins. Journalism is in our veins, apparently. <laughs> And checked it in there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what's been going on in the last kind of two, three weeks since we last heard from you, Ads? Lots and lots of coursework. Woohoo! Coursework and coursework. Literally the same. Um, it's deadline week. I've got a 2,000 word essay due tomorrow and mm. a presentation. Mm. But this presentation's just felt like endless deadlines. Yeah. So, I had to actually record a two minute podcast. I'm sure people won't have too much sympathy for me in that respect. <laughs> yeah. um, that was nice. And then we had to submit a presentation like last week or two weeks ago. Yeah. And now we're presenting that presentation tomorrow. So it's like kind of just been ongoing and yeah. it's quite late in the term as well. Like I think everyone's kind of done with it. It's actually horrible that you have, because our term finishes on Friday. Today is Wednesday. So we've got two yeah. more days of term left and adds has a, has deadlines right up until like the 11th yeah. hour, which I just think is horrible. My last deadline was last Thursday. And yeah. even then I was like, mm, could this just be over with now? Hannah's <laughs> just been existing, an existing corpse floating around. Like, I'm joking, she has responsibilities. I've had more but life in me than ever before. I cleaned, I hoovered my room yesterday. That was like, and her car. Un I was like, has something happened? <laughs> She's like, are you okay? Like, are you going through something? Yeah. Yes, a spiritual awakening. Um, no, but what? tell us what happened on the weekend, Dads. Ads has had a sick weekend. Yeah, you might have seen if you uh, follow the podcast Instagram at uh, Going Off Track Podcast. But tell hey, us, I did my first competition of well, I did do one in February, but 
it's a 60 meter and they normally start in um in december if mm-hmm. you wanted to do like an open meet and they'll loughborough do them and it was really well ran volunteers yeah um really enjoy it there because it's my home track so didn't really feel the pressure it was with mm. my teammates shout out to darcy julie and joe for putting on a great show Woo-hoo! in 60 meters the best teammates ever um yeah so i ran 60 and i got a massive pb a so, massive PB. Yeah, I ran How much did you speedy. shave off your PB? I think 0.2 something. Which um, is wild over 60 meters. Yeah, so I got 7.69, um, which is pretty rapid. We are in the presence of a Speedy Gonzalez. Ciao. So the aim is to get even speedier, though. Um, yeah, definitely to reach your, some standards. For so. your opener, for your season opener, and after a long break from injury, to have like that much success is yeah, so exciting genuinely just a shout out to my my training group and to sam my coach because yeah i'm just like extremely happy and pleased with where i'm at and mm-hmm. have been enjoying training so much it's yeah. crazy so yeah thanks guys we were saying this like because uh, i didn't go watch because i had rehearsals boo um even though they're actually quite fun but <laughs> <laughs> like some of our house went to watch and we were all just saying like genuinely you just like look and seem so much happier and like on the track you just seemed happier like you're enjoying it more and I think that's obviously translating into excellent performances so that is the key honestly we couldn't be prouder oh thank you thanks for watching but yeah (laughs) Hannah also some very very exciting things going on in your life please proceed there is I went back to pole vault everybody finally it's been a long time coming it's been a long time coming but that's a Taylor Swift lyric what's the most (laughs) Hannah thing that she's done with pole vault that she didn't bring her spikes to uni <laughs> but alas it didn't matter it's true i've been vaulting in trainers and um it's it's been going like like almost scarily well suspiciously well yeah, that's what like, i was thinking with my triple triple what's <laughs> going on <laughs> like, yeah. we just come back from basically like essentially year-long breaks from our sports and it's actually going better than before yeah. and i'm like everyone told me that i would like lose all my strength and all my training and i'd be well bad. a loser yeah they, they know nothing <laughs> yeah. anyway um shout out to will snashel who's my coach and um, our friend yeah one of and he hopefully might come on the podcast one of these days yep, hopefully will yeah um but he has been coaching me and he's an excellent coach because i've been like flying over 280 in trainers off eight steps in training well done will which uh probably doesn't mean that much to any of you but uh, it's good it's good for, for little old me um well it is because it's close to your pb and if you're doing that in trainers and off eight steps then yeah goodness knows what you're going to do outside so the potential is Aww. immeasurable very <laughs> proud of you as well um and i literally like when i went back i sent ads a message about five minutes into my session and i was like i forgot how much i loved pole vault yeah. <laughs> i was like this and is exactly like, what i wanted to this hear. is the best news i've heard all week Get rid of <laughs> um i've also been in a bit of a like it's been chaos week for me not for because of deadlines even though i did have a few deadlines um but it's been it's greece show week so for those of you that don't know i am in greece the musical tell me more tell me more <laughs> <laughs> which is run by lsu stage society uh you can get tickets if you want uh links get tickets in- i'm gonna be there on friday cannot yeah. wait come watch me sing a solo about freddie my love Freddy, um, my- it's it's a song that isn't in the movie yeah so, so- you've got to listen to it <laughs> yeah. um but it's show week so we had our dress rehearsal yesterday which actually went like again suspiciously well even though there was a there was a <laughs> i don't know how well the, the listeners will know theater and greece but there's meant to there's a bit where a car is meant to come on stage like a whole car um and it's quite key to the show um and yesterday we just had the front bonnet of a car and no one knew so they they carried on the front bonnet of a car and everyone was like whoa look at this car and it was just like <laughs> a bonnet um but apart from that a singular bonnet <laughs> <laughs> it went really well so i would definitely recommend getting tickets shameless plug um but we have oh we also had our house christmas dinner <gasps> that was cute it was so good <laughs> shout out to becca holly kieran hannah and me <laughs> shout out to all of us for being amazing chefs well holly made some exceptional cocktails she they were did. the grinch theme yeah they were green and they had like um white chocolate around the rim and with sprinkles. sprinkles and it was apple sours and uh, maybe we'll put the ingredients yeah we can put in the ingredients Instagram. on the podcast but, because um, you should make make one over this make festive season grinch cocktails and then kieran 
oh, I'm doing this in the weirdest order. I'm going to <laughs> made the dessert which was brownies and chocolate cake and he it called it delicious. diabetes in a bowl affectionately to it was so good <laughs> it was and delicious. becca made the most superb roast with carrots chicken stuffing potatoes and stuffing. yorkshire <gasps> and um pigs in blankets oh my god the pigs in blankets i could have i could have scrammed every single pig in blanket on that plate mm-hmm. the fact that i had to share was it was was sad and Hannah made a delicious cheese board. Oh my goodness. Literally a beautiful array of cheeses oh. and olives and crackers. And that is just my dream on a plate. And like, yours. Yeah, we, my were goodness. Like, we were like feral we munching were like, on the olives. We were ravens pecking at this <laughs> cheese board. <laughs> and like, none of the other housemates liked olives. We were just like... We literally had fistfuls of olives. We, were like, <laughs> we made our housemates try an olive even though they don't like them and they're... I think they were a bit disturbed, actually. <laughs> yeah, we were just Sorry, forcing guys. them down our throats. It was so good. <laughs> um, and then mine, we only ate it yesterday because we were too full from the roast dinners. And mine was like picky bits and stuff. That was so. like the perfect picky bits tea, which I actually haven't had any of yet. But they saved me some in the fridge. It's in the fridge. So when I get home, best believe I'll be eating those sausage rolls. That was like the best day ever because after, it was after my race and I was like, I'm just so content with life yeah, right now. Yeah, it was such a perfect, like, cute little evening. And we did Secret Santa, How Secret Santa. I got, Becca got me such a cool present. Um, It's like a bag, a tote bag, but it's got like a loop across the front that you can put your yoga mat in. So I've actually... That is so thoughtful. I've got it here with me, even though I don't have the yoga mat because I just... I'm just so obsessed with it. <laughs> Genuinely, like when she found out about her yoga mat, she like pranced over me over the sofa and literally looked like a spider. I was like, I'm a celebrity, get me out. <laughs> I ran to get my yoga mat, but I was like potentially a little bit tipsy. No, and I nearly fell on her. <laughs> her limbs are so long that I actually have arachnophobia. <laughs> This is Anne's favourite thing to say to me at sofa. She did a B-reel the other day and she went, ah, the house spiders called out the corner to come and say hello because I was stood there and I did look. I did look quite arachnid, I will say. Dead. Oh my God. Anyway, um, after that pretty long but pretty wonderful life update, shall we move on to sports story of the week? Yes, let's do it. Sports story of the week. Who wants to start? You kick us off. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is actually a really infuriating and anger-filled Ooh. sports oh, no. story. Okay, so you guys may know or may not know. I don't actually have Twitter, but I was informed by my home bestie, Jodie, if you're listening. Love you so much, sister. Um, she told me that it would be quite good to speak, to speak about this mm-hmm. sports story because even in 2023, this is still going on. The shame of women in men's stereotypical jobs, such as being a pundit or a commentator. Right, so there's been some tweets by a man, a boy, sorry, called um, Joey Barton. And he, quote, has said, women should not be allowed to talk with authority about men's football because the women's game is completely different. Um, He compared having women on commentary and punditry duty as like me talking about knitting or netball. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm going to try not to like have my own opinion because I'm just going to tell it straight. Okay. Um, So Alex Scott, very successful Arsenal and international player. Um, She's an exceptional pundit. Amazing pundit. I love her. She is brilliant. She has a way with words and she just gets gets the communication across really well. I think she also talks about the game so eloquently. Yeah, like I've I've watched her pundit a lot and i love watching her she fits right in where genuinely she is. and it's the She's perfect role job. model for women and girls as well because yeah. the media coverage of men's is a lot much 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 higher right so often the men's game is going to be on in yes. households mm-hmm. and little girls are going to be watching this yeah so it's great to have the representation within the men's game yeah so that they can see these female figures and then aspire to be in these job roles if they didn't have that then it, then these girls wouldn't have role models unless they watch the women's game which has considerably less media coverage yeah it's a you're a lot less likely to just catch a women's game on tv you know i feel like you have to go out of your way to watch a women's game whereas having that kind of exposure of women in the sport and also around the men's sport and on tv in the spotlight is a i think it's massively important for young girls to to even know that they could be involved in the game yeah 
at all. Oh, 100%. And like, I raise my hands up and say I'm a much more of an Arsenal fan for the men's game because that's what I've been immersed in as I've been growing up in yeah. life with my dad and my brother and what's always been on the TV. Yeah. So I've grown attachments to the men's game, but now I'm, you know, now I'm following the women's game. And they beat Chelsea 4-1, which was incredible. But Arsenal anyway. are really good, aren't they? Arsenal have a good one. Oh, Arsenal team. ladies are incredible. They're like... And we have Alessia Russo, my girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah, generally they're, they're awesome. But um, so Alex got actually kind of passively, aggressively struck back. It was a really nice way that she struck back. Um, she didn't name his name, mm-hmm. she just kind of was explaining... She, she put a post saying to all the women in football in front of a camera or behind it to the players on the pitch to everybody that attends games keep being the role models that you continue to be all these young girls that are told no you can't football is a better place with us all in it that was just like perfectly said because it's so true I'm genuinely going to cry like I've actually got tears <laughs> no just wait for this though so Barton responds again yeah insisting that Scott does not have a clue about men's football, claiming she was worse than a Sunday league player. Sorry, Alex Scott. He posted that on Twitter. And also on an appearance at Pierce Morgan's Talk TV, he took aim at Scott, who won 140 caps for England and has become a prominent pundit pundit since her retirement. Um, She's the host of Football Focus on the BBC. Yeah. Yet she hasn't played in the men's game, said Barton. One is 200 years old and one is 40 years old. Um, The games are at two different speeds. So I just want to correct him there. Um, The first match of an international uh, women's game took place in 1881 in Edinburgh. Last time I checked, that wasn't 40 years ago. (laughs) Um, The British Ladies Football Club was founded by activist Nettie Honeyball in England in 1894. Mm. And yeah... There's been about there was about over fifty thousand fans around this time as well watching the women's game. Yep. So it's actually since took a huge decline in in the modern day. Yeah. Um, but the last match between Arsenal and Chelsea had an attendance rate of fifty nine thousand. That's so, good. Yeah, it's it, kind that, of that's a record. Back. Do a record. you know why the women's game took such a decline, even though it was kind of arguably stemming at the same time as the men's? Well, I would say it's probably who is in those powerful positions to make the decisions. And it is, it's the men, it's the white middle-class men. And yeah. they are having decisions on the media coverage and they would just be putting the men's yeah. game... It's on the media, essentially, and, like, the exposure of the game. Also, just after... I think it was just after World War Two, they banned women's... from Women's teams from being a thing. They banned women from playing football and they only mm-hmm. lifted that ban... In like, I think it was the 70s or 80s, like the numbers aren't exactly perfect, but basically there was a massive chunk of the 1990s, um, no, the 1900s, (laughs) where women just couldn't play football because they Mm -hmm. were banned um, by men. And so obviously when they weren't playing, there was no fan base and the men's game had a massive amount of time to grow. Mm -hmm. So they are coming back from like a massive period of time where they just there wasn't a game for for no good reason. Yeah. Well, the men had such a authority over women mm. that, and just yeah stunted the growth of the sport. Yeah, so. completely. But now we're on a on an up. So. I know, and I actually massively respect Alex Scott for speaking out because she's so correct. Um, and also, there's again whether they're behind the camera, in front of the camera, whether they're just in the stands, like women are a massive. They they play just as instrumental of a role to football as men categorically like whether it be as fans as pundits as analysts as coaches they they bring levels of skill and expertise that is unique to them and everyone deserves a place in the sporting world and i think Mm -hmm. like making it separated or having like segregation between the men's and the women's game is completely unfair and that's part of the problem right yeah (laughs) and also him saying um it's it's about it's like me talking about netball and sewing. Oh, Yet, you joking? Um, Alex, <laughs> Alex Scott doesn't do those things. She plays football, yeah. which might be why she She's... is a pundit. <laughs> but I but don't know. I, I don't want to comment too much on this because it would just infuriate me. But I think you guys can make your own decisions at this. I just want more exposure on him and how horrific and disgusting yeah. he is, to be honest. And how it is important to kind of claim your space in the sporting world and yeah. you know speak up for yourself. 
I think yeah. Alex Scott has shown that she's a legend. She's we love an her. absolute queen. But yeah, on a brighter note, hopefully, what is your sports story? My sports story is actually very close to home because it's about Ooh. a Loughborough University student. He's a final year computer science student here. Ooh. He's 22 years old and his name is Daniel Whiffen. Okay. Um, and he has just broken the world record in the men's 800 meter freestyle swimming at the European Short Course Swimming Championships. Um, and this is absolutely mental. He broke it by over two seconds. That's incredible. Which in swimming, it, like it's crazy when you see, you know how on when they like televise things, they have the world record line. And if someone's like yeah, ahead yeah, of it yeah, or yeah. just behind it, he was so far in front of this world that record line. Incredible. It was crazy. Um, it was a 15 year old record and it was previously held by Australian Grant Hackett, who was a seven time Olympic medalist. Wow. Um, so I think... For someone of that age, someone who's our age doing basically what we do to to break that record at such a like early time in his career, like can you imagine the potential that he has and like the places we're gonna see this boy that go? That is incredible. Um he swam it in seven minutes and twenty point four six seconds and it's the first ever world record for Irish swimming. So wow. Irish swimming has never seen a world record That's broken incredible. by one of them. He is a, he's Irish, by the way. He's done it for <laughs> Ireland and Loughborough. Yeah. What a man. And That's incredible. It's honestly like ahead of like the swimming world champs and the Olympics next year, I feel like that's such a cool thing to be able to say that someone here at Loughborough has that's done absolutely that. Incredible, um, and it's impressive. He also swims with his twin brother. His twin brother was in the same race as him. It's mm-hmm. all. It's, it's just like a family affair. That's amazing. Um, I'm but sure I my grandma watched that. Like she yeah. loves. <laughs> she loves like all types of sports, especially she was a swimmer. So that's I bet so she's so cool. happy that she he was from Loughborough. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's incredible to think that like people our age doing what we do are also mm-hmm. out here doing incredible things like that, and absolutely. it feels nice. I to know that. that it's that close to home. Incredible, Daniel. Yeah, excellent job. Um, now, I think we're going to move on to the main body of today's The pod. Christmas chaos questions. I mean, yeah. <laughs> well, the main body, but I don't really know. We're just going to have a candid conversation. Yeah, about essentially, like, what is it like to be an athlete during the Christmas period? Mm-hmm. Why, why is it so hard? Yeah. <laughs> like... Christmas is a tough time for a lot of athletes. It's like lots of late nights, like your schedule is completely like thrown out the window. We've spoken a lot about how planning and scheduling and timetabling is really important as an athlete. Over Christmas, Mm -hmm. can't really do that. Crippling guilt for anything you do. (laughs) Literally, like food and alcohol is flowing in abundance Mm -hmm. and you're trying to like have a good time but also watch what you're doing. Um, So there's a lot, lots of hurdles to overcome when you're training and doing Christmas. But that's okay. Because we're going to tell you a bit about, oh, I just, I just nosed the microphone. <laughs> um, we're going to tell you a bit about why, how to handle Christmas as an yeah. athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the first thing that I wanted to talk about is, do you train on Christmas Day, especially for those people who are towards the more elite end of their sport? I think this is something that people love to toss up. Like... Daley Thompson famously once said that he trains twice on Christmas Day because it's giving him a kind of one up on his rivals who aren't training on Christmas Day. Mm, But I disagree. I massively disagree. Uh, I think training is like it's a kind of compilation of all the training that you've done leading up Mm -hmm. to competitions and things it's like over a matter of months even years like that's where you see the benefits one day isn't gonna make a difference between Mm. being a world champ also rest is essential for physical health and mental health so the fact that like i think (laughs) yes train over the christmas holidays you know that's perfect yeah but you require rest days so there is a way you can plant your rest day to being on christmas day maybe train the day before or the day before that or Mm. boxing day but i just do think it's a bit unnecessary and like don't make people feel guilty for not training on christmas day because for me it's a fun packed day filled with seeing family and like i almost feel like it'll be a disregard for their time if i went off into (laughs) training session i think 
like having that like de-stress and decompress relaxed time Mm -hmm. is really important like we've talked about it a lot like you do need to switch off from your sport otherwise you're just gonna you'll burn out yeah you're just gonna burn out um and i mean if you find that like waking up early on christmas morning going for a run or doing a little bit of training is something that causes you like it enables you to relax Mm -hmm. that's that's fine completely but i think make it make it relaxed don't make it something that has a massive amount of pressure on it and don't let it take lots of time away from spending time with family you might not get to see that often and things like that especially for us when we're at uni obviously and i'm sure there's lots of uni students listening you don't see your parents yeah we take all that time three months of like well more than three months you don't see your parents for lots of months <laughs> yeah so the time that you do get and to especially spend christmas them. day but yeah. i think um it'll be nice to maybe go on a family walk if you have a dog yeah. take it for a walk and i just think that's, that's nice i see a lot of people out walking yeah on christmas, that's but, like um, recovery stick on a christmas you, if you hat. do want to do a training session that's absolutely fine but it's it's not necessary it's definitely not necessary and it definitely won't give you that much of a kind of gain over your rivals I think that's quite silly because I yeah. think it negates all the rest of the training that you've done 100%. over the year, all the discipline that you've had across the span of the year to yeah. just put it down to one day. I think yeah, it's yeah. almost like, I don't know, I just Genuinely. think it's a bit silly. I think that almost links to feeling guilty about certain things. Mm, so yeah. the fact that you may feel guilty for not training on Christmas Day because you see other people doing it or yeah, you feel guilty completely. for eating too much because that's out of your kind of programme or mm-hmm. drinking um this is a specific time of the year where you can let loose i feel and i think it would do more help for your mental well-being if you did just have this fun yeah also in terms of what you said about like food and alcohol and things christmas dinner actually has quite a lot of good things in it it's like a very healthy meal yeah it's got like masses of protein if you ever like Help yourself to loads of slices of turkey, man. Like, yeah. come on. Like, and, like, the veg and the broccoli. Yeah, and... lots of micronutrients, like, carbs. It's, it's a rounded meal, I think. Like, people can feel really guilty because it just feels like something that you don't have any other time. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, it's got this stigma around, like, Christmas dinner being, like, a massive, really unhealthy meal. But actually, it's it's not. It's a great meal. Y- you will have been training, like before christmas you will be training after christmas you still need to fuel your body yeah your body needs them yeah um and with alcohol as well i think obviously if you're training over christmas if there's days like before training you don't want to be drinking like seven nights a week Mm -hmm. but i absolutely think like having a drink on christmas have a bit of bubbly with your grandma (laughs) i like once again that one day isn't gonna make a massive difference to your whole training program and schedule i think there's quite a lot of guilt i don't know if you feel this but it's like you feel bad you might wake up the next morning and be like oh god like i wish i hadn't have done that but it's okay Mm -hmm. this is one time of year where everyone's on holiday people aren't at work people aren't doing anything else it's the one time where you are allowed to switch off and like i think it's really important not to feel guilty about it for sure um also if you're training kind of around the Christmas period, before Christmas, after Christmas, the kind of sweets and chocolate that are floating around are really mm. good for recovery because yeah. they're replenishing your muscle glycogen stores, which if you've been on a four-hour bike ride, you're going to be lacking the sugar that you need. You're going to need to replenish on sugar. Mm-hmm. And there's an abundance of sweets around to help you do that. So a very satisfying fact for you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you can feel less guilty about it. Yeah. Um, I just I just think it's important to kind of perspectivize how one or two days aren't gonna have an impact on the rest of the year. Yeah. Also, I think it's important to plan plan mm-hmm. your training. I don't know what your training is gonna look like when you get home. Do you know? Kind of like disjointed at the moment because. I'm going to have to go home, talk to my home coach, see what they have in store, which normally is like a very different program to what I have in Loughborough. But I'm going to try and work it out. I'm going to definitely rest quite a bit because I have been like intensely training and stuff. Yeah. Um, We'll be going to the gym with Lydia. Nice. Fun. Um, So, yeah, I think we'll just kind of see what happens. But I'll carry it on, but also definitely have some break. Yeah. I think like I did quite like i read quite a few things from different coaches 
um, which said that they often design the training around Christmas, like the week leading up to Christmas, mm-hmm. the week after Christmas, as like kind of an extended rest and recovery period. You know, like in the off season for athletics, you like you'll just do like gentle runs or maybe like mm-hmm. easy gym sessions. Yeah. They design the sessions around Christmas to be a lot more like that. Because yeah, like then deloading. It gives you more time to do other Christmassy things, yeah, like yeah. spend time with your family. Also, I think you spend a lot of time around Christmas traveling. Like you might be going to see like family over here or family up in Scotland or whatever. Yeah. So it's it can be difficult to be like, hey, I'm going to be able to go to the gym mm-hmm. every every tuesday because you might not be by your local gym every tuesday so being able to kind of be flexible with your program or maybe plan it so that it's like a run that you can just do outside or maybe like a body weight workout that you can do on your yoga mat Mm -hmm. things like that and also plan when you are gonna restart your training properly and what your kind of january beginning of the year training is gonna look like Mm -hmm. because then you can I've literally just lost my train. <laughs> yeah, because then you can feel less guilty about relaxing over Christmas if you have a clear idea of what it's going to look like afterwards. You can be like, hey, I'm just gearing up for like this like big, exciting, hardcore yeah. block of training and having the time off over Christmas won't let me leave you feeling so guilty. Mm-hmm. I think that's quite an important thing to do. I think it definitely... In yeah. the long run, helps more than hinders having yeah. a Christmas break. Yeah, so. 100%. Um, there are some people out there who will have to take it easy on Christmas. Like, for example, like footballers who might have to play games on Boxing Day and stuff, mm-hmm. especially if you're at like that high level. Um, I think make sure you do have a time where you can switch off, even if it isn't Christmas Day. Yeah. Like, look for that time where, like, if, be it New Year's Eve or be it like three days before christmas or just like a random day in december just have a day where you really can be like hey this is my christmas day and i'm gonna treat myself like i'm properly relaxing and resting and not feel guilty about for it for sure any more to add i was just gonna mention yeah. social media oh um, yeah because i think lots of people are going to be posting about their sport and their training and you know great for them but like i just want to reiterate that you only really see the great parts and the good parts of sport on social media. You're going to see them training hard. They would have edited that for about three hours and they would have put a nice (laughs) song over the top and it's going to make you feel serotonin and happy and that they're doing very well. And And it will look like it's all of their life is taken up by that. It's not training. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I just don't... I just want to say, like, don't get caught up in that. And like, it does mm-hmm. not, not just in the sports terms of things. Like, people are going to be doing their yearly roundups of 2023 at the end mm-hmm. of the year. And if maybe your your highlight of 2023 is just being happy and getting through the year and maybe yeah. just, you know, picking yourself up after low days, that is just as good of a year as other people that have gone travelling and broken records and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I... I agree with that so so much it's really important to remember that like also like for you and I who've had like I had a year off pole vault you've been injured for the year like Mm -hmm. of course you're not gonna gonna have had a super successful summer season that you can be like oh what a great year it's been yeah but for you being able to get back into athletics for me being able to get back into pole vault and just even those like little things yeah are they're just as big of a win for us as breaking a world record is for someone else it's so true like the aim for me and you was to get on the start line yeah (laughs) completely hypothetically like to get there to do the event to turn like to remember your genuinely stats and data was not even in my mind about two months ago if i'm being honest i didn't even know if i was going to do the sport a few months ago yeah so the fact that we're here and we're training and we're we're back to the sport yeah um with or without spikes <laughs> but we, we've like turned up and i think you should congratulate yourself on that you've turned up and you yeah. you've done it you've you've done also we started this podcast this year no, yeah, genuinely <laughs> for us like massive scary deal it's it's like every success looks different for everyone yeah. and people love to be go on social media i mean i'm sure we're even guilty of it sometimes but people love to go on social media and be like oh wow look what i've done look how successful i've been everyone has had bad days everyone has had good days mm-hmm. people post the highlight reel of their yeah. life on social media 
And in contrast with Poppy and Fleur's situation, their success was within changing career paths. Yeah, like they completely. didn't have to get back on the start line because they have different well, different aspirations I, and, yeah. and ways of life they want to go down. So that is a huge success for them. Yeah, because like, they have t- bitten the bullet and found different amazing parts of their life to focus on now. They'll probably be really happy looking back at like the latter part of their year and being like, yeah. oh, hey, like I didn't put on a pair of spikes a single time at the end of the year (laughs) moral of the story success is relative yeah and like try your best in a sports sense and also in a life sense just not to compare yourself to other people it's tiring yeah (laughs) it's exhausting maybe like switch off social media for a day yeah go hug your dog yeah (laughs) or cat or ferret i cannot wait to get home and hear the little pit pat of my dog's paws down the drive. Jensen and Alfie are waiting for us. Yeah, like <laughs> Jensen will wag his tail at me for approximately two point five seconds, and then he'll be like, "Okay, old news." Literally, Alfie <laughs> gets so excited when he sees me, but it's because da- because Dad's next to me. <laughs> uh, but like, oh well, I'm sure they like us. I'm still excited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love to like pester Jensen when he's sleeping or oh my god i just look at him for like an hour when he's breathing i just look at his chest go up and down i'm like that is the most gorgeous cinematic thing i've ever seen i'm making like a tiktok edit of judson like (laughs) transition and it's just him sleeping um i love jensen i love alfie yeah should we we swap dogs (gasps) there should be a program called dog swap oh my god like why we swap Oh my god. How would Alfie do in your house? I think Alfie would slay in my house, to be fair. He's a big German Shepherd, long-haired German Shepherd, yeah. by the way. He, Jensen's a black lad, but Alfie is definitely bigger than Jensen. He's like double like, Quite significant. Well, Jensen's still a hefty bloke. But Jensen's chaos. Jensen, like, jumps around and eats things. Alfie's and... chaos. Oh, okay. <laughs> he lurches at other animals. He would never hurt them. He just wants to, like, say he hello. He wants to say hi. But he looks vicious because he's so big. He's never laid a hand on anyone. Yeah. So... He's a big friend Jensen's of Jensen's like that. Like, we have, like, family friends with little kids and he's their height. And then he'll, like, jump at them. And I'm like, can you imagine being the same size as a black Labrador and having them, like, jump at you? Yeah, like, that's scary. Yeah, but he just Aww. he just wants to give them some love. I love him. God, what do we do to deserve dogs? Nothing. <laughs> we literally did nothing. Um, on that lovely note, shall we move on to Christmas questions of fun? Fun quish, Christmas questions. <laughs> Christmas questions. Quagmire. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Shall I kick off? Yep. Um, Ads, <laughs> tell me, what is your favourite Christmas tradition? Uh, oh, God, I'm not a traditional person. I would but, say, like, do you have anything in oh, your family actually, that you guys do that maybe isn't traditional? Maybe no, it's super this is true, actually. Rogue. Um, we actually open our presents really late at night. So I would say like 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. The that Christmas presents are under the tree for the whole day. And my mum says because it accentuates the excitement. It's like you're always anticipating yeah. the Christmas presents. You've had your, you're having your Christmas dinner and you've still got presents to come. So I think yeah. it just makes the whole day exciting. Whereas I know a lot of people that open them in the morning and like mm. that's really fun. You've woken up, you're in your pajamas, but I just think then the magic's over. Yeah, Not like that it's all about presents, but. It kind of is. <laughs> it is the like biggest. Like I'm just thinking about it now. So we do like stockings in the morning, and then we'll do presents at about like two or three in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Once the presents are open, my dad's asleep on the sofa. Yeah, I <laughs> like you. I'm upstairs, like setting up my Lego house. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, my mum, she probably. Re- there's some cons to having the Christmas presents there because I'm like they, hiking over this mountain of presents <laughs> looking at all of the labels. I'm like, oh, this one's for me. Shaking them. Like. Yeah, literally. Just so I actually really like that. I think that's a good way to like long out the anticipation and make like the whole day like feel exciting and magical. Yeah. You're so correct. Yeah. Do you still do Santa stockings as well? Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> we do. Santa um, still comes to the Griffin household every year. <laughs> yes. I want to know what your tradition is. My favourite tradition? Oh, my God. I think it's the night be- the night before Christmas. Um, we go to the church. I'm not really a church-going gal, but we go on the evening of Christmas Eve and, mm-hmm. like, the little kids do a nativity and they have a real donkey no, which they incredible. walk down the aisle. That's and incredible. so we go, like, watching the nativity, sing all the songs. Then we go to the pub. Well, hey. And then we get back and then we read... Twas the night before Christmas and all through the house. What's it called? I don't remember the name of it, but you, do you know the poem? 
like I think so. Yeah, was the night before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Well, so you just house. read that like separately. Saying, no, <laughs> we all sit on like probably my bed and we like read it together. That's amazing. It's so cute. We've, I'm genuinely not even joking around. I'm 21 years old. My brother's now 18. We've done it since we were about five. What, with your parents as well? Yeah. Aww. But I refuse to break the tradition. It's so cute. That's amazing. <laughs> so uh, that's probably my favourite thing. Like, I love the magic of Christmas Eve. That's my most favourite Christmas thing. Eve is incredible. We still yeah. put the carrot out sometimes. Yeah, so do we. <laughs> okay, I have something for you hit me with i have a few like riddles i'm sorry okay <laughs> um you might not know okay go on in home alone where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave kevin behind do you know this <gasps> no i don't know it are they going to like barbados it's paris next question ah. <laughs> elvis isn't going to have a white christmas he's gonna have a blue christmas correct <laughs> Which popular Christmas beverage is also called milk punch? <gasps> Eggnog. Yes. <correct>. Yeah. <laughs> what did the other reindeer not let Rudolph do because of his shiny red nose? Um, wouldn't they wouldn't let him join in the, all their reindeer games? Yes, that's so correct. sad. I just correct. I just ran through the whole song at like three times speed in my head. <laughs> that is correct. Okay, I've got a joke, and then we'll move on. Go on. <laughs> you, well, you can give on to me. Um, knock knock. Who is there? Tree. Tree who? Tree wise man. <laughs> was it that funny? That was... <laughs> uh, as as we, we discussed the other day, I am the canned laughter for this podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's what and saying. I have to laugh. It's so <laughs> that the audience know when to laugh. <laughs> yeah. I'm the laughing track. Sorry, everybody. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, you do laugh a lot at like, things that aren't that funny. But like you make me feel really good about myself. But and I was like, it's true. Laughter is relative. <laughs> Maybe you do find it funny. I really often find my... Like yesterday at Greece, we were doing like notes at the end we were all sat in the auditorium the director was on the stage and someone said something and i cackled so loudly and everyone else was like that was side eye. bombastic side eye um i guess i just have a weird sense of humor what you gonna do about it okay <laughs> hannah sorry <laughs> no, that sounded so sinister no, okay hannah no like that's i'm sorry i was meaning should we do another question yes uh <laughs> what is your worst favorite christmas food like christmas themed what? food what's, what's your least worst? least favorite worst favorite sorry <laughs> i'm at least could favorite. you have worded that any more horrifically <laughs> okay least least um, favorite christmas themed food okay um i'm gonna say the bread thing is it called bread something like a square of bread 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 pudding <laughs> bread pudding oh, with, like, with raisins in and custard on top oh is it that oh okay maybe Which, i got it wrong oh no yeah bread something bread pudding um maybe <laughs> I, just, I don't know maybe that's bread sauce yeah maybe it's the sauce i don't know but also i'm not a massive fan of parsnips i don't know i still yeah, like them i'm not a parsnip i actually lover. like everything but oh yeah. my god do you like mince pies oh <laughs> <laughs> no. i know i was just thinking of like a roast dinner oh. i actually hate mince pies yes yeah, same like aggressively and what about christmas pudding um oh i'm not a fan of christmas pudding. i do like when they set it on fire though I'm oh, like, I'm, i actually just seem really fussy now i do yeah my dad that's he's no, like I'm it's my saying. time to shine when yeah. he when he puts it on fire and then he's like looking for everyone's like, like appreciation <laughs> yeah comes um, out does, does the big christmas pudding reveal only for like one person to have a spoonful of it literally what's your favorite christmas food what's my favorite christmas food oh my god oh my god pigs and blankets yeah it's got to i'd be. like yeah, it just it just is. It just is, isn't it? But like, they have to be. I think the mini ones are better than the big ones. Oh my god! Like, I'm, I'm, I'm I want it to like pop in my mouth in, in one go. Yeah, yeah, like an eyeball and I'm a yeah. If not Brussels sprouts, I will stand I by it till Brussels this day. Sprouts. Like, I am a Brussels sprout lover. I'm a stan of Brussels sprouts. They're so good. <laughs> they so actually good. are. They're just like balls of juice. They're so nice. <laughs> Jeez, they're like mini cabbages, and who wouldn't want a mini cabbage? Like that's so just adorable, good. right? Okay, what's the best Christmas present you've ever received? <gasps> oh my god, I knew I actually I knew know you were gonna ask me this, but like I have. And what year did you get it? A- oh my god, oh my god! <laughs> Wait, can you 
you gave first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe mine was in 2018 and yeah. I got a swagway. Oh! Yeah. Sh- do you still have it? Yeah. Why didn't you bring it to uni? Uh, why would I? <laughs> so we could swagway around the house? What do you I know. Need? Well, it is amazing. It's so fun. That's sick. It's like a blue metallic colour and they were like so in that time of year, that year. Yeah. And I was just like, I I don't know if I put it on my Christmas list, but I, I would talk about it all the time. But like my mum does like to spoil me. Love you, mum. It's just one of these things that like you don't need, but like I you need. want it so bad. I was whizzing around. I got so good at it. And like I would like, my sister would ask me for a drink and I'd be like, go, I'd go get it and like whiz round corners and stuff. Like, I was I so good at it. They like, did they ban them somewhere? Yeah, they're because, banned in public. Yeah, Because they like were too dangerous because people couldn't control them. Yeah, not you. I didn't put a number plate on mine. I was still <laughs> whizzing around. I would whiz around on the pavements while I walked out. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. You could just let him pull you along. You Genuinely. didn't have to do anything. That was so good. They were so good. What's yours? I've come up with mine. Mine was tickets to go see the Wombats. <gasps> I got them in 2021. Them. Christmas 2021. But it was I'd already seen them twice. So like it doesn't seem that amazing, but it was at the O2 Arena. And oh my goodness. Oh my god. I cried. I think I cried like at every single song. I also sent them a DM before I went to see them and I was like, "Please, please, please, please can you play Emoticons? It's my favorite yeah. song in the whole wide world. Now like love you forever if you play it." And then they did play it and I like to think to this day they played it because of me. They did, <laughs> for sure. I'm just like, okay, sweetie. <laughs> I'm actually kind of worried about her. No, I'm joking. Um, but that yay. was honestly, that was such a good present because like, it's not something that I would ever have bought for myself and I love the Wombats so, so, you do. so much. I do love them. Like, they're a great band. Um, I want to ask you something again. Ask me. What is your favourite Christmas movie? I want an animated <gasps> and a non-animated one. Nativity. Nativity is my definitely my Nativity favorite. Nativity qu- um, exclamation mark is the best. <laughs> Nativity exclamation. Yeah, that's the first. That one. is the official name. Yeah. Nativity exclamation mark. Yeah, that is that is the one. Yeah. Um, animated. Uh, what animated Christmas movies are there? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that. No, was no, a bad no, question. no, 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 no. There must be. <clears throat> I've got one. The Grinch. Yeah, that the animated that version animated. of the Grinch. I love. Yeah, that is good. I do like that. Right. Hit me with yours. Um, my non-animated is Elf. Yeah, absolutely. I'm such it. an Elf stan. Elf gives I me the heebie-jeebies. I'm in love. I'm in love, and I don't care who loves it. <laughs> I just love Will Ferrell so much. Call me an Elf one more time. <laughs> You're an Elf, <laughs> and then the dwarf starts walking over. And I love it. Um, and then my favorite animated one is actually a recent one. It only came out in 2019, and it's called Klaus. Oh my god. I think Have I've heard of it, it, but I've never watched it. So it's incredible. It's we like watch it's it. like an animated town, and I don't want to give away the story, but it's just the graphics are incredible. It's yeah. so cozy and Christmassy, and I love the characters. The ty- you know the type of characters that maybe have like long necks, long noses. Like they're just a type of character. Like to quirky. It. And it's fun. so good. Oh my! I love the premise of it as well. Oh. Genuinely, it's, it's spelled K L A U S. I really recommend watching it. Like you will get fuzzy inside. I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, genu- genuinely, we could watch it like Thursday or something. Let's watch it on Thursday yeah. after ads after ads deadlines are all done. We'll yeah. snuggle down and watch Klaus yeah, with let's some do that. hot chocky oh with no big marshmallows. Yeah, um, <laughs> one animated Christmas movie that I do not like: uh, The Polar, Polar Express. Express. A haunting, horrifying, gives me nightmares. You know, there's actually like a theory as to why people don't like it. Why? It's because they when humans look. No, when animations look scarily like humans, but not quite like them. Yeah, there's a word for it. Um, yeah, I'm gonna look it up. Look now. it up. Look it up. But um, because they do, it like, freaks people out. They're they're like hyper realistic. Like I can cope with a animation that isn't like super super realistic. But like they're so realistic, but then they move really slowly, and it gives me the creeps. <gasps> okay, it's called the Uncanny Valley. It's a theory exploring yes! the relationship between artificial resemblance to humans and humans' reactions to those similarities. Spooky. Or Uncanny Valley. That's what it is. Ooh. Like, when you're a child, it's like, no, because you're trying to work out, like, they look like me, but they don't. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's still a lovely movie. I've just thought of it. The Nightmare Before Christmas. Okay. I'm such a, like, look, having just spoken about how uh, the Pedro Express gives me the heebie-jeebies, I love, like, a spooky film. Yeah. Like a spooky animated film. Yeah, yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas. I is, do like a bit of an eerie film. Yeah. Like, I'm a fan. Um ads. 
what is on top of your Christmas list this year? Oh, I thought you were going to say on top of the tree. And I was like, <laughs> I believe it's an angel. Um, I'm just star. On my list. Yeah, top of what? your list. Okay, so my mum and my family have asked for a list. And I always feel funny, like, giving them stuff that I would like. Yeah. But it actually saves them because they're going to spend the same amount of money no matter what. So I do think tip for everyone out there do give your family a list of what you want even if yeah. you sound like selfish or like entitled no they actually want to know so they can like <laughs> yeah. treat you and spend money but on not you waste in their money. an economical way yeah so i would say what's on my christmas list is new trainers but i really like the <gasps> new balance 550s specifically like a kind of yeah dark khaki greenish color nice. but, like, so like they're white but they have the borders of like yeah. this green color and I, I see know. that for you. That colour, like, give me you vibes. I've been on, like, Nikes for quite a while, but yeah. I'm ready for the change. I've also got new trainers on my Christmas list. Yeah. They're Hoka Rincon 3s. You know the Hoka trainers. That, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, because yeah. I hopefully am actually doing a triathlon next summer. That is so So exciting. I need to get cracking on the old running training. So I need some, some proper running trainers. So I really want to get them. And I want them in luminous yellow so they match my spikes. Yeah, yeah that's so good you already <laughs> have your triathlon that. suit don't you yeah i got such a cool tri suit and i never got to wear it because i had tonsillitis on my triathlon day she's had Boo. tonsillitis for like half her life now <laughs> yeah i genuinely think i've probably spent more time with tonsillitis than without doctors please what, what more is it gonna take for her tonsils <laughs> to, to remove be my tonsils in like what good are they doing sat there catching diseases i literally think that like, my tonsils are like permanently swollen forever just because of the amount of times that they've been through the trauma i'd like to thank them though, they for... are just a disease now aren't they? i'd like to thank them for saving the rest of me from getting I guess disease. that's true. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, finally, what Christmas song would you kill at karaoke? Christmas song. Um, probably Santa Baby. Is that one? Santa A 54 Baby. 54 convertible to. That's mine. Thank like you. I just I'll feel like it's wait quite, up for you. It's dear. like a sassy song. Santa, it's just cool. You can act it. I feel like for karaoke, you need a song that you can perform. You can't just like stand there and sing. You need to really go for it. Yeah. I would not kill uh, all I want yeah, for because no, it's just too high. No, my voice. Although me and Ads did serenade Kieran with that on our Christmas we night. <laughs> yeah. The more uncomfortable he looked, the more motivation it was to carry on. Yeah, we were literally... <laughs> Standing next to him, All like I stroking his him. face. Aww. It's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? Mine would be Santa Baby or Santa Tell Me by Ariana Grande. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's also a banger. Or Last Christmas. <gasps> yeah, also. Or Band Aid. <laughs> I just realised. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, go I on, just realised that one of my favourite films is Last Christmas. <gasps> yeah. I forgot about that. It's incredible. I, I, I could watch that all year round. I blubber every like time. A, like a fish. Blubber. Blubber like blubber, a blubber, fish. Blubber. I cry so much. If you haven't watched Last Christmas, we won't say what it's about. Please, please watch please it. Please watch it. DM us what you think. We would love to hear your reviews. Yeah, please. And Klaus. Yeah, also that. And on that wonderful note... And coming to a Klaus... <laughs> She was trying to get that in all day. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas, everybody. And a happy new year. And we will be back. We're going to take a short break over the Christmas period. We'll be back fresh and new for January New Year resolutions. Yes. Our first episode back is going to be all about the new year, making resolutions. Um, But have the best Christmas ever. And thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We love you so, so much. We love you incredible amounts. If you've enjoyed this, go subscribe to us on Spotify. Give us a hopefully five star review. It's fine if you give four. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, follow us on Instagram at Going Off Track Podcast. Merry Christmas, guys. Adios. See you in the new year. Love ya. Bye.